0: Welcome to the new little life podcast. My name is Allison. I'm a lactation consultant, a breast pump expert, and a mom of three little boys. Here on the podcast, we talk with real moms and experts about breastfeeding and pumping. This podcast is designed to help you feel supported by other moms who are doing exactly what you're doing to get tips and tricks on breastfeeding and learn how to efficiently navigate pumping while going back to work. Welcome back to the podcast this episode I'm really excited to share with you because often when we talk with mothers they're kind of looking back on their experience telling us what they've learned um, throughout the whole journey and my guest today is actually right in the middle of it and she's also a teacher which I feel like they have some of the hardest schedules to juggle with pumping and teaching students so i'm really excited to talk with her today just in case you are not aware yet i know i do mention this every once in a while on some episodes and things but if you are a working mom and you're looking for that step-by-step guide to pumping and all of that that comes with that and doing it all back to work that's exactly what i do i have a program called pumping for working moms um, it is application only, and you are welcome to schedule a call with a member of my team down below. There's a link in the show notes. You can also find the information on my website, newlittlelife.com. If you want First, the knowledge to make this all work and the assistance from me. This is actually the only way that I'm working with clients one-on-one now is through this group-based program. It works really, really well for me and really, really well for the working moms because you guys are really busy. So having it in a group style like this gives us the chance to interact together and also learn on your own. It I've just found it to be really successful. And the women that we've had go through this so far are amazing. It's actually been about a year um march 2022 is when we officially launched this we have about 60 members in there now which is amazing and we're continuing to get more and more every month so if that's something that you're interested in please come and chat with me i'd love to help and work with you if that's the support that you're looking for okay let's jump into this episode today we have um our guest is haven she is a special education teacher and a first-time mom She's been teaching for 11 years in rural South central Pennsylvania and her little daughter Paige is five months old. Welcome to the podcast Haven. Hey, thank you so much.
1: I'm happy to be here.
0: Okay. So you're a first time mom and you're like right in the thick of often some of the hardest parts of pumping and (laughs) milk supply. So why don't you just start us back at the beginning? Um, what was it like kind of being pregnant and anticipating breastfeeding as a first time mom?
1: So I think often, um, like a lot of moms, I found myself just in a situation where I was like, do you know what? I'm going to focus all my time and energy on how I'm going to have this baby, um, you know, breastfeeding. Oh, that'll come, you know, I'll figure that out. Um, and oh, looking back, it is definitely a regret that I have, you know, I, once I had Paige, you know, and started breastfeeding, it was something I I had a desire to do, you know, as soon as I got pregnant. But when you want to do something, um, but actually doing it versus wanting to do it, that can be two very different things. Um, and so I had this desire to breastfeed, knew I wanted to do it, but honestly did not prepare like I should have. Um, So it was definitely a struggle for us at first. Um, You know, it did not come easy. It did not come naturally. And we definitely, definitely struggled. Um, I knew I also would be going back to work. Um, I knew I had, would have about eight weeks off. And I definitely did not prepare enough for my pumping journey either. So, uh, for someone who likes, I'm someone that likes to be in control of things and um, and I like to be prepared and I like to be organized. And it's just one of those things that you hit these bumps in the road and man, it was it was very, it's been a difficult journey and I've definitely learned a lot.
0: I remember that same feeling as a first time mom. The biggest hurdle in front of me seemed like getting the baby out because that was like, whoa, that just seemed like a lot. I remember those same feelings. Like I'm really focusing a lot on, you know, surviving pregnancy and getting this baby out that labor day, you know, and then, but feeding is really such a longer thing (laughs) that you have to deal with down the road. What did you do anything to prepare for feeding? Um, or were you just going to kind of wing it? What do you think maybe looking back would have helped you?
1: So I did, I had, I had one book that my, my sister recommended to me and, oh gosh, I don't even remember the title now. I could let you know later. Um, I had one book that I started re- reading, like, like, uh, something about like a woman's guide to breastfeeding or something. Oh yeah. Totally. Um, yeah. So I, I did, I read that and I'm like, okay, this seems really easy. Like, you know, you just do it. <laughs> um, yeah. So I did read, I did read that book. And of course I, you know, I saw stuff on social media and would watch, you know, different accounts, but honestly, yes, I was so silly. So focused on, Oh, I have to actually have this baby not thinking about like, Oh my gosh, I have this goal. I'd love to breastfeed for a year, you know, like labor lasts such a short time in comparison to, I have to feed this baby and keep this baby alive for a year. Um, and my focus was just totally not there. Um, but honestly, beyond reading that book and just being like, you know what, not even, you know, in hindsight, not even worrying about it, you know, or, or doing the preparation that I should have done. So
0: So, what was it like when she finally got here? What was your that first part of your breastfeeding journey like?
1: So when we were in the hospital, um, she didn't have problems she de- she wanted to latch she wanted to feed we didn't have any problems like that but i did have problems like it being very painful whenever she would nurse um my i had like lipstick nipple right so like a very shallow latch um and everything i read and and you know, the, the lactation consultants at the hospital were like, Oh, it looks, everything looks fine, you know, and you you're in the hospital with them and they're propping a hundred pillows around you. And then you're like, Oh my gosh, I have to go home and do this somehow. Mm. Like mm. this is so not practical. Um, So we definitely struggled at first. I had a lot of pain early on. A um, couple days in when Paige was here um we realized she had a lip tie. Mm -hmm. So about two weeks, when she was two weeks old, we went and had that evaluated and had that um, taken care of with a laser. And that definitely, after those, after having that procedure done, that helped a lot. Um, Pain was definitely more minimal. Um, Had pain like the first couple seconds of her latch and then it would be manageable. But a lot of tightness um, in her neck and jaw. So we did start seeing a chiropractor and that helped oh, cool. That helped us a lot. And so honestly, it took just a lot of practice for both of us. It was not something that just like, oh, this is easy. You just stick her on your boob and everything's going to be fine. So big learning curve for her and I and definitely the the more we practiced the better it got um now not without its not without its struggles and definitely there were moments and times where I would just cry and be like I can't do this anymore and I think probably my husband would say like struggling is an understatement But I had, I had a very supportive family and a very supportive husband along the way that honestly, the more, the more we did it, the better it got. And like six weeks in, we, we were both very comfortable with it. And we, you know, you finally got to the place where you're like, all right, I got this,
0: (laughs) you know? So eight weeks is not a very long maternity leave. (laughs) So, and you kind of said it took you the first six weeks to really master and figure out breastfeeding. So did you choose to have an eight-week maternity leave or was that kind of just what the option was for you? Talk us through the rest of your maternity leave and how you kind of, when did you start pumping, you know, all those kind of things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so I will, I, let me definitely get to that. So real quick, my, my first experience with pumping was when we were in the hospital Okay. Now I I had like I had cleaned my cleaned the parts and sanitized the parts you know like before the baby came like I had everything ready I had turned it on you know but like I actually hadn't used it at all uh, so that might be my you know some words of wisdom like get to know your pump before you have your baby like silly me uh, but we're in the hospital the second night we're there we have this terrible night nurse. And she's like, your baby's weight is way down. Like if you want to be discharged tomorrow, you better start pumping colostrum and like get your baby's weight up. And she brings me this pump. Doesn't tell me anything about it. And I'm like, like, you know, sleep deprived, emotional. Totally. That's just, oh, no, <laughs> just like a wreck. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to do like, even looking back now, I'm like, oh my gosh, this nurse was terrible. But like in the moment, you're like, oh my gosh, like I'll I do have Indians. to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, like you tell me mm-hmm. that about my baby and I'm like, okay, I'll do whatever you say. Mm-hmm. Um, And some of that I think is being a first time mom. But here I'm like struggling. I, I I, eventually just like gave up. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't do, you know, like pumping, you know, I'm like, this, this is, this is ridiculous. I'm not doing this. Like, I can't figure it out. She was less than helpful even when I asked. So definitely had a rough first experience. Once we got home uh, and my milk came in, um, I did pump maybe once or twice. Um, I hated it. Like I felt like a cow. And, you know, I'm the kind of person who in the back of my mind, I'm like, I am an empowered, strong woman. Like I know I can do this. And then you just feel like so degraded um, or just like put down when I was pumping. Um, And I was like, I just, I felt just so terrible. It just wasn't a good fit. So then I'm, I'm starting to do all this research and I'm like, oh, they, okay. They make these portable pumps now. Like that looks so more attractive than these spectra cups and flanges like so i try i was like this is great we're gonna we're gonna go this route so um i got the amani pump and it was leaking out the bottom for me when i would use that and i would just kind of use that if i felt like extra full and she wasn't eating um you know just very randomly used that And then I started thinking like, okay, well, I was going to go back to work with the Spectra. I hated the Spectra. makes me feel like a cow. Like now, now what do I do? So I did lots of research. And honestly, it's led me down this, this long journey that I feel like I'm, I'm still kind of in the midst of, but so I got the willow go, um, is what I settled on. And I started training my letdown, you know, I would feed Page on one side I'd have the willow go on the other and it was fantastic I'm like this is so great I'm going to go back to work I'm going to use this Um, it's going to be perfect (laughs) and um, you know I'm like all right I'm ready like probably probably honestly those two weeks before work before I knew I was going back I'm like all right I'm going to pump I'm going to set some milk aside you know I need some ounces for that first day And, um, I'm like, yeah, here we go. Then, you know, the day comes where I actually go back to work (laughs) and I'm totally devastated. Like I had, I pumped maybe like one or two ounces the entire day. Like, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not getting a letdown like at all, you know, looking back now and I'm like, I'm being a teacher. I'm, I'm totally in teacher mode. Like I'm going to sit here, I'm going to pump. Mm -hmm. yeah I'm like um I gotta check my email I gotta do this I gotta do that you know and I'm trying to multitask and it's just not working you know and you just have that feeling of panic like oh my gosh you know I'm not gonna have enough milk for Paige for tomorrow like what am I gonna do and you know that makes it worse you're you're and you stress out over not having milk, and the stress is making you not have milk, you know, or not getting that letdown. So, definitely, definitely struggled. Um, I stuck with the willow go for a little while, and honestly, so the journey became for me like, okay, how do you how do you have a good letdown at work? Am I using the right flange size? Do I need like heat? You know, do I need to look at photos of page? Do I need to look at videos of page? You know all those things, um, and I was I was trying everything I could, everything I could read and find on the internet to try to get better output. Um, so you know it was stressful. I, I had the best of intentions, and and you can think you're so prepared, and then. It's a whole nother thing when you, when you're actually going through it. So if anyone is facing that, you know, know that you are not alone. It is not easy and what works for one person might not work for you. And I think that was definitely my biggest struggle is what is out there, what, what works for me and what is going to help me get the best output. So
0: So is there a light at the end of the tunnel, like you're five months, your baby's five months old now, where are you at now in your milk supply? Have you found a good rhythm that works for you? And you're able to pump enough for to meet her needs while you're away from her?
1: Yes, uh, yes, I've gotten there. Um, It it took me maybe a month or two, It, it took a while, you know, and I kind of went through the search of do I have the right flange size? Do I have the right pump? You know, I actually ended up switching pumps to um to a Pumpables pump. I ended up going to like nothing wearable and went totally away from that and have the Pumpables liquid uh what do you yeah, the the liquid flanges from Pumpables.
0: Yeah. The liquid shield um, kit,
1: I think they call it, but Yes. Yeah. um, You know, and honestly, it took it took so much trial and error. And so I think what I've learned through the whole thing is there is a light at the end of the tunnel. um, But honestly, the lesson that I've learned is is don't try to do it yourself. You know, I have I have drawers full of the wrong sizes of flanges and the wrong inserts and, you know, like everything out there. I have just a drawer full of everything that's wrong. And so my encouragement would just be to don't walk through this alone, like reach out to other people who have been there and have been through it because there is, there is something out there that works for you. And there is a light at the end of the tunnel. You know, now at work, uh, I'm pumping, you know, three times a day at work. I I have enough milk for Paige while she is away from me. Um, I usually have a little bit left over at the end of the week, which is just like that nice little cushion for me. And once you find out what works and it it did take a while, it was definitely a journey for me. And, and making, you know, getting into the mindset when you pump at work um, is a huge thing that I have had to control and and be mindful of. And yeah, it's not easy because you have a lot of other things going through your mind at work.
0: Um, So have you found that it's important uh, to not work while you pump? Is that kind of how you were able to get in that like that letdown mindset while you're at work?
1: Yes, yes. 100%. So I, I turn off my computer, I turn off one of the sets of lights, I totally turn away from my desk. And um, I flip through videos and photos on my phone of Paige and I totally have to take a, a like a mental escape and, and not think about school that day, not think about students, not think about emails, you know, for those 1520 minutes that I need is a much better process for me to have a good letdown and have a better better output.
0: What are some of the challenges that you face specifically as a special ed teacher? I know like teachers just have such a rigid schedule and you often just have students most of the day. So how have you been able to fit your pumping into your schedule in your life as a teacher?
1: It, it, has, it has definitely been challenging. There are definitely days that when I get to work, I, I go ahead and just pump right away when I get to work. Yeah. And it, it's it, but right before students come. And it is challenging. I'll have those days where, like, I just don't get started quite soon enough. I've got, like, kids knocking on the door as, you know, as I'm trying to finish pumping. And honestly, it just it has taken getting a little bit creative with my schedule and with the teachers around me, they are super flexible and supportive. But if I pump right away when I get there, um, right before students come, I, that makes it, you know, I'm kind of like, you know, empty ish to start the day. And then luckily lunch, I'm able to pump, pump over my lunch time. And I have a break for lunch and actually have some planning time in there too, which is really ideal. It gives me time that I can focus on pumping, then focus on eating, and then get back to work.
0: Um, what ages of kids do you teach?
1: So I have a range. Most of my students are in fourth grade, um, but I do see anywhere from third to fifth grade throughout the day.
0: Have you had any... Interactions with students? Like, do you think they're aware that you're a pumping mom? That's a young age, but also they're old enough to kind of pick up on some of those things. I'm curious if they have noticed or if you've had any conversations with them.
1: Yeah. So some of them, some of them are totally clueless. Um, Yeah. But I, (laughs) Yeah, like they, they don't even, they're like, oh, she's on the phone or, you know, oh, she's in it. She just, you know, is getting ready they're for the They're in day their own little worlds.
0: They're not paying attention to you.
1: Yeah, yeah. but I do, I, I do, it was, it's very cute though. I do have two students who noticed, like at some, sometimes I will wash some, some things in my sink from pumping and like either washing out some bottles or like, you know, cleaning, um, cleaning parts and things. And they're like, Mrs. Benedict, why why do you have baby bottles in the sink? <laughs> so I had, I had two students who noticed that and they were like, oh, and, and we just we had a really neat conversation. I was like, well, you know, I'm breastfeeding my daughter and I have to pump while I'm at work so that I have milk to feed her the next day. And, you know, they were two girls who I knew were could handle a conversation like that and they were so sweet. And so they are amazing. They asked me, you know, how's your daughter today? You know, how's she doing? Can we see pictures? And so they're, they're super, super mature and supportive. Um, And then there's others who just have no clue. So
0: it's funny, you're not the first teacher to say that it's the usually the girls who pick up on that. And I don't think it has a lot to do with like the breastfeeding aspect. I just do think that girls tend to be notice more things and notice others a little bit more. But it's interesting that yes. I've had other teachers say only female students have asked me about this because yeah. the dudes, the little boys are just like super clueless. Yeah. But do you ever think yes. you'd get any yes. weird kickback from parents or something for, I mean, I know that breastfeeding is super normal and like you're not doing anything wrong, but do you think you'd ever get any I don't know. Just awkward encounters with parents like did you talk to my kid about breastfeeding or something? You know, I don't know.
1: Uh, you know what? I I I wouldn't put it past anyone, you know? I'm not surprised sometimes at the things that, you know, the conversations or concerns that parents sometimes have. I I, I would hope that parents would would be supportive of it, understanding that you know, hey, they they had children too, and at one point, you know, they had to to feed their own child. Hopefully, in re- in return, being understanding, you know, that I have to do that as well. Um, but I haven't had any unlucky run-ins yet, and we're gonna we're gonna hope for the best.
0: Yeah, I I don't think that happens very often, but I'm sure that that's a concern. You know, I remember when I was a school nurse. Sometimes the questions that the children asked me, I often was just in the back of my mind a little bit, like, "Am I going to hear about this later?" Because we had this converse, and I think it was probably a little more poignant for me because I got asked the really hard stuff sometimes. Um, Right. You know, but I just it's just like always that thing where you don't know the line but I think it's great honestly. I think the more that especially younger kids are exposed to the normality of breastfeeding and pumping that it just they grow up thinking that this is a normal part of life which it is, you know?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes, for sure. For sure. And and I I hope that yeah, it is a good message for parents, it's a good message for students too, you know, that you know, cuz I have some parents who say like, you know, oh, I want to be a stay-at-home mom, which I think is great and amazing, they can, I think it's important for students to see that, but also see moms who are very successful at their own job and their own career, meanwhile, still being able to have and raise children, you you know, so I think the um, the model for students for that is, is really good to know that you can have a career and you can do what you love. And you can, you can have a family and raise a baby you know, while still doing what you love.
0: No, that's really cool. How has it been at your school, you know, with coworkers and administration and stuff? Have they been accommodating and helpful to you in making sure you have the time and space to get this done?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They they've been super supportive. Um, There hasn't been a question at all, you know, for me to take the time in the morning or to take the time at the end of the day. Um, They've been super supportive. I know there's another teacher in our building. They are gracious enough to even let her leave over her lunchtime because her baby is really close by. Um, So they're gracious enough to even let her leave and see her baby over lunch and and feed him over lunch. So I, I am very thankful to be in a supportive district where, you know, that that's not a question.
0: That's great. And honestly, they have to give you time and space to do it. I just, but I know Mm -hmm. logistically, especially for teachers. I mean, if you have had teachers before that, that teach from eight to noon. And so to get a pump break in there, they have to find someone to come in and cover your class and that can be hard for just the administration to navigate, you know, although technically they are required to (laughs) accommodate, but still, I know the logistics can be challenging. Like that's a real thing that, that happens. So yeah, yeah. yeah, things are going well now. I'm really happy to hear that. What are your goals for the future or what do you anticipate this looks like for the next little while going forward?
1: Yeah, so, so my goal is definitely to make it here through... To continue where i'm at through june um through the end of the school year so you know i'm pumping three times a work three times a day at work i want to continue that so that we can continue breastfeeding here until i have off for the summer um yeah you know, pumping is not my favorite thing um it, it's not something that i love like props to exclusive pumpers because that i i don't think i could do it um you know it like so good for them because it is it is not easy and it's not something that I love doing you know but I do it for my daughter so I would love to make it to the summer uh and can just con- continue what I'm doing um you know next school year I'm I'm hoping I w- will be able to pump a little bit less she'll be a year old Um, in August. So I'm hoping to maybe continue like a a morning and an evening nursing. Um, I'm kind of hoping I I won't have to pump at work next year, but that's just kind of something I'm going to face whenever it comes. But it honestly, you know, as much as I don't enjoy every minute of it and the journey has been rocky at times You know, I think as a mom, you realize, you know, you know what, I got to do this for my daughter and I want to do this for her and um, you, you make it happen. And I think that's, I think all moms find that deep down inside of themselves. And I think it's just such a neat thing about women that, you know, you put yourself on the back burner, you know, to do what's best for your kids and Yeah. That's just kind of how I feel. So getting through, getting through the rest of the year, and then we're going to go from there.
0: Yeah. The summer will be nice too. You can kind of just breastfeed often. And then kind of, like you said, reevaluate as it gets closer and figure out what you need to do. I think it's really important for moms to know that none of this has to be all or nothing. And especially once you hit that year mark, you can really play with things and find that happy medium. You know, you can stop pumping altogether and just feed morning and the night forever. You know what I mean? Like your milk will adjust. Nothing happens magical on their one year birthday. So sometimes we like keep going because the baby didn't know that they were supposed to stop, you know, or whatever. Um, right. But like, you should be able to cut it down pretty significantly. Maybe just a lunch break pumping and that's enough to Mm -hmm. keep up your supply so you can continue breastfeeding when you want to. And it's a, it's a fun time. And yeah, but yeah, you got a few more months left that, that summer vacation kind of in your mind where you can yes yes take a break oh that's for sure
1: yeah And, and I I will just share too you know I think I think pumping and breastfeeding together is like not something it's just like not there's not a whole lot of like prevalent information out there like I think your program is one of the only programs that I've run across that really focuses on like pumping and breastfeeding. You know, there's so many accounts and so many people out there who are exclusive pumpers or just exclusively breastfeeding. And, you know, in my mind, I kind of have, you know, you kind of put yourself in either one of those groups. um, Then you go back to work and you're just like, yeah, like this is a totally different world to juggle both of them. Um, You know, the expectations that you have for just pumping are so different. And the expectations for just breastfeeding are so different. Um, It's just it's its own world for sure. And changing and adjusting my expectations for going back to work. It's like, it's definitely a huge part of of being successful and, and making it work.
0: I've been surprised actually, the more I'm actually working hands-on with working moms, how much of this process is like mental, you know, like I'm not a counselor, but gosh, it's often that we're like reevaluating what the realistic expectations are, you know, and a lot of times there's not a problem. It's just how we're looking at it. That looks like a problem, you know, and when you have your milk supply managed by two different things, a baby and a pump, it looks different. Like you just said, and someone who's just breastfeeding or just pumping, you know, that middle ground is a really weird place to be in. I wish pumps were like you kind of thought they were, you just like put it on and push play and it just works. But often it's not. And (laughs) pumping, somebody said this at a recent conference I went to, they said pumping is an art. And I've really just adopted that motto because I absolutely feel that way. And it sounds like you kind of do too. There's so many pieces that need to fall into place to get the best Output And we don't always know what those pieces are or which ones are the most important for specific people. So as we kind of wrap up, I would actually really love to know if you had any kind of final advice, um, especially for working moms, whether that's pumping techniques or scheduling or mindset or anything at all you kind of want to share
1: um, with the working mom community. Uh, my my words of wisdom would be to find people around you who will support you and love you and cheer you on. Um, and like you said, sometimes it is, it is such a mindset and just such a, a mental game. So find the people in your life that are going to push you through the obstacles that you might have face and find other moms find other people in your place of business that can support you who have maybe been where you have been and um use them to to help you along you know don't stay in a place of isolation reach out and talk about your struggles more than more than likely you're going to find other people who have been there too or have had similar struggles so so definitely my, my last, my last advice is, you know, find those that will love you and support you. Don't be isolated. And um, you can do this. Perfect.
0: Perfect. Last words to end on it. And I 100% agree. I think finding people that are doing the same thing as you can really make it seem easier and just kind of give you the strength and encouragement to keep going even on the hard days. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I totally agree.
0: Well, it has been so fun to get to know you here in this episode. And I'm so impressed with your, really your just persistent dedication to making this work, figuring stuff out on your own and just pushing through is really hard. And I'm really impressed that at five months postpartum that you have found that consistent schedule and you're set well to meet your goals. I I just, I really want to say how proud I am of you that you have done this so you worked so hard <laughs> and you're getting there you know what I mean
1: uh, yeah thank you persistence is persistence is definitely something that has been definitely so important in my journey and um there is you know you will get to that place where you know perseverance pays off um so thank you I appreciate that it's been a lot of fun Haven we'll talk to you later